Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of No Script, No Problem on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? No Script, No Problem is the show that takes you behind the curtain of nonfiction entertainment like never before. I'm your host, Steve Berkowitz. I've been interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life for the past 20 years as an unscripted television producer and before that as a small town sports reporter. Each episode, I talk to talented people from the worlds of documentaries, reality TV, true crime, game shows, and much more. Now, if you enjoy No Script, No Problem, please subscribe, download, and rate the show. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can also find it on Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please follow me on Twitter and Clubhouse at Steve Berkowitz and on Instagram at Steve M. Berkowitz. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. All right, let's get started. Today, my guest is an incredible producer, showrunner, and a creative executive. She is currently the Senior Vice President of Entertainment and Development at Buna Murray Production. Her credits include such shows as Total Divas and Total Bellas, Ms. and Mrs., Ball in the Family, Life of Kylie, Mariah's World, Robin, China, Chloe and Lamar, and, of course, she served as showrunner for Keeping Up with the Kardashians from season one, which was in 2007. She did several seasons as the showrunner and then became the creative exec for Buna Murray, overseeing the show to today. She has been a driving force creatively on that groundbreaking family docu-series since day one. Please welcome Bernaz Barjam Chazen. Okay. Thank you so much. You did a good job. All right. Awesome. So it's season 20. I cannot even believe this. 20 seasons and Keeping Up with the Kardashians is coming to a close. So I figured let's talk about this iconic series, you know, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Looking back on 20 seasons, you are somebody who was literally there in season one. You know, what's the lasting impact of keeping up with the Kardashians? I mean, I feel like these women have had a lot of impact on a lot of people in a lot of areas. You know, they family first teaching teaching people to stick together, body positivity, being able to start businesses based on things you're passionate about. You know, Kim will admit herself, like in the beginning, they would put their names on almost a lot of things that they didn't believe. But as they evolved, they recognized that they had to be authentic. And once they became very passionate and authentic and knew what they wanted and what was important to them in business, they really like dug their heels in and it's, it's inspiring. Tell me a little bit about season one. I mean, oh, so fun. I yeah. What, what was it like seeing them at the beginning before they knew, oh my God, we are the mega stars that we know them to be today. Season one, we could go anywhere, everywhere. We had so much fun. I did. I used to have access to them. Like I would film with them six days a week all day long, all day long, like literally like I would show up at their house at nine in the morning and I probably wouldn't leave until like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. But we did have so much fun and I learned so much about them. And um, 
Chris Jenner and I at around seven o'clock, we would start drinking um, wine at the time. Later, it kind of um, became more vodka because the sugar intake and everything. Okay. But right about like six or seven o'clock, Chris and I, and it's probably really unprofessional and I probably should have gotten fired. But around six or seven o'clock, Chris and I would start drinking wine. And like the last few things I was shooting, I might've been a little tipsy. <laughs> How big of a genius is Chris Jenner? She's incredible. She is business savvy, super smart, does her homework, does her research, calls all the right people, knows how to navigate this landscape and really did her homework on how to make this empire for the family. You know, Chris and Kim are like totally, I mean, Chris started it. Kim picked it up. She's such a fast learner. And I mean, they all are, they're all very, very smart, but they, they do their research. They do their homework. They know what people care about. They know what they care about. They know sticking to their gut is important. Yeah. She's just a genius. I don't know how else to put it. What was the moment when you realized, wow, we've really got something here. I always say when I'm having a lot of fun, I, to be honest, you work in this business. Sometimes you've shot something and you thought it was fantastic. And you're like, oh my God, this show is totally going to make it. And then it doesn't. And you're like, what? So I just know I was having so much fun. And when I was shooting season one, I wanted to always be a part of the family. I loved being around the family. And I was hoping that what we were capturing was going to make the audience feel the same way. But there was no promises. So I had no idea that it was going to blow up, but I know we got, we got an order of six episodes. He was supposed to have another series on air with Lindsay Lohan. And yeah. it was the year that Lindsay got her DUI. So she right. out last minute. And so he had a programming hole and it was also, I believe the same year, pretty positive that, that Ryan Seacrest had signed his overall and Ryan Seacrest had Kardashians under their umbrella, but Ryan Seacrest hadn't had his production company staffed out yet. So when that programming hole happened and Lindsay fell out, they had to do a quick fix. So they made the fastest deal with the Kardashians and they partnered Bunan Murray up with Ryan Seacrest because Ryan had brought the Kardashians to E first. And I met them on a Friday. We were shooting one week later on a Monday and we had to shoot the show, edit the show and online the show all in a six week span. So everything we were shooting was on the air six weeks later. Wow. And it didn't really give a lot of room for, I think people to overthink everything, which I think happens a lot in our industry with first seasons too. I think people just kind of had to go with what was happening. And um, with every episode, the ratings went up a little bit, the ratings went up a little bit, right? The ratings went up a little bit. So then before we knew it, all of a sudden it was like, the six episode order went to eight episode orders. And then the next season they ordered, I don't remember, maybe 10. I'm sure you could Wikipedia. And then to be honest, once I knew it was a huge, crazy show that everybody was fanning out over was probably around season four. 
because all of a sudden it was like people were running up to the cast. I'll never forget. I think season two, we went to a McDonald's. It wasn't on camera, but it was Kim and Chloe. And someone walked up to them and was like, oh my God, can we get your autograph? And I remember me, Kim and Chloe, like geeking out, like, oh my God, they want you guys this autograph. Like it was so like, we were so like oblivious. And now it's like, they can't even move. They can't do anything. All right. of a sudden they're getting mobbed everywhere they go. People are running through Kim's gates like the other day. <laughs> one of the things that happens a lot on our shows right in the unscripted world is people start out you know cast starts out no one knows who they are if the show does well they get a little bit of fame they start making a little bit of money they then become famous and unfortunately in some cases that goes to their head they get in some trouble we've seen that with jersey shore some of the housewives um john and kate like we've seen that how did you as a producer, how did Chris, how did they kind of maintain some semblance of sanity as they really skyrocketed into cultural fame? I mean, honestly, I think because they keep each other humble, they never ever allow the other person to get too big headed or too entitled. They're, they're really good at keeping each other professional. They know what their goals are. They knew what they set out to be. Luckily, none of them are ever like big drinkers or drug addicts. Like, yes, Chris Jenner likes her vodka at the end of the day, but so do I after a long day when you're juggling so many things, like at the end of the day, you're like, just give me a good television show and a freaking glass of vodka. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, but other than that, they're just not wild like that. They've always been very like professional and loving and like don't get me wrong like they know how to go to someone's 30th birthday and have a blast and like let loose but they're just not messy what do you feel like was really the secret sauce in terms of what caused america or what caused the audience to really fall in love with the family i think much like sex in the city what was amazing about keeping up is that people could visualize themselves and their scenarios in each of these girls, you know? So that's why there was like that whole marketing pool that went through um, one of the years right when they were blown out, but it was like, I'm a Courtney, I'm a Kylie, I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a um, Kim. And just like when you watch Sex in the City, you're like, I'm a Samantha, I'm a so-and-so. Um, I think that's one. I think the fact that all of a sudden they're not tall, lanky, and blonde, these curvier women came in, they're gorgeous, and people want to be them was appealing because most people aren't all tall, blonde, and skinny. On top of that, social media launched them to a whole new level. I feel like Kim was always, all of them, they're always a little bit ahead of the curve. They know what's coming next. So if you think of Kim's emojis before emojis, yep. like it's like right at the break of emojis. Um, and like Kim was one of the, like one of the first people that embraced the whole Twitter thing. And she started asking Twitter fans and getting people involved in like color choices and really engaging with her fans. I think they just really figured out how to use the technology that was developing around them to also push all push them into this empire 
I felt like authenticity yes. was also a really important aspect to the show as well. Can you talk a little bit about how you maintain that authenticity when, I mean, the, the more popular they became, their schedules got crazier. I'm sure it was difficult to keep the authenticity and to keep it really natural. How'd you do it? Authenticity was really important. To be honest, we would piggyback on real things that they had going on. And these, this family can't really help themselves. They love talking to each other. They love leaning on each other. And so let's just say, you know, this day, Chloe happens to not have a big photo shoot, but Kim does. We would ask Chloe to come swing by Kim's photo shoot and hang out because we knew that conversations would happen and things would happen instead of us trying to force every single situation. And then obviously we would, you know, try to maintain family dinners and try to keep things as loose as possible. We just made it work. Over 14 years, what has it been like for you to see a family? Like, I mean, you literally saw Kendall and Kylie grow up in front of your eyes and you saw Kim Kardashian become one of the most famous people in the world. What has that been like for you as an executive producer? I don't know. I'm like proud. I'm like excited for them. I want the next chapter of their lives to be even bigger and better. And I think it can be. I'm, I'm honored and excited that I was such a part of the journey. It's really cool. It's really, um, I don't know how to describe it, but like never would I have ever imagined, but they're bigger than anyone could imagine. And that's just wild. And I don't feel like they're any different. I mean, obviously they're different. They have, um, they're different because when you reach a certain level of fame, there's so many people that try to take advantage of you that I think celebrities naturally end up having to put their guards up. And even with social media and, you know, when people reach a certain level of fame or not even fame, which is why there's like, you know, so much depression with kids nowadays too, is people online can be really, really, really mean. Like someone who did a reality show before social media didn't like the biggest criticism they would read would be like what was in the magazine and whatever that publisher had to say, right. Or whatever that writer had to say, it wasn't like everyone in the world telling you, why did you do this? How did you do that? You know, you're disgusting, blah, blah, blah. So I think like Fame now is a little bit harder, which makes people become even more guarded, especially if you're reading all that stuff. I'm just really proud of them because even with all that hate and people attacking them, obviously it affects them sometimes. And they're a little bit more guarded than they were when I first started filming with them, definitely. But um, towards me, they're still the same person. Of all the great moments, 20 seasons of the show, can you pinpoint two or three of your favorite moments? It's hard because I have so many. So one of my favorite, like one of the times I almost peed in my pants filming, there was twice. And of course, both of them included Scott and um, Rob. One time was in London when Scott became Lord of the Manor. So, you know, we even though we're shooting authentic stuff all the time, sometimes you throw in a little bit of like fun situational stuff at them so that there's entertainment happening. And 
um, our producer, Andrea Metz, who was, you know, our, like my number two at the time, um, she found a company in London where you could buy like a two by two land and they make you the Lord of that two by two land manor. Okay. And, and they, and they knight you to become a Lord. And I was like, this sounds so silly, but sure, let's go for it. <laughs> I did not realize this guy was going to show up and be so serious. And when he started lording Scott, I could not even stay in the room. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And, it, you know, to this day, and you know what? That name stuck. That name stuck. LD has stuck. Lord has been with them since. Nice. What's another good one? I love, love to this day. I love the episode when Kendall started her period and Kylie and Chloe showed her how a tampon works and they put it in the water. It was like, so like punky Brewster. Remember, yeah. I, must, I must increase my bus. It was so punky Brewster, but like a little bit edgier and more grown up. I loved going to Breckenridge with them. I had so much fun on that trip with them. Chloe and I, one night off camera, it was um, our DP at the time, Andre Carnage's birthday. And Chloe and I like stayed after the crew wrapped and we kind of like, you know, crawled on a pool table and sang happy birthday to him. And then her and I were like, tipsy and we went out to leave the bar and there was like we didn't know that there was like 10 foot of snow and we both like fell through the snow (laughs) (laughs) you know um yeah I mean Kim's birth Kim's wedding oh my god so much fun at Kim's wedding the places you went the people you saw the 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 two big planes that they put everybody on to surprise everybody to go to Italy from France like I mean it's so funny when the show was coming to an end, the crew, when the show was coming to an end, the crew and I looked at each other and we're like, well, there goes private jets and fancy vacations. <laughs> well, that, that's actually a, a good question. What are you going to miss the most about keeping up with the Kardashians? I mean, I'm just, I'm going to miss making the show for sure. I'm even going to miss the like stupid random hard times you know like I love Courtney to pieces and she could fucking yell at me and we could fight just like they fight and the next day we're fine Uh, you know I remember one time she was like you manipulative cup bitch and I was like you're welcome and then the next day we were like hi (laughs) it's like fine I'm gonna miss everything about it I truly 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 um adore them they've been in my life for 14 years yeah a long time yeah yeah um, with, I mean, that actually brings up a great point in terms of your relationship with Courtney. How did you kind of develop these, you know, relationships with the girls? And I'm sure it was different with each one of them, specifically as they grew and as they kind of developed their own brands. How did you find a way to treat them equally and yet differently so that you got the best out of them? I mean, I just always treat everybody with honesty. I'm not trying to manipulate anyone it's different with me with the kardashians more than anything because you know i met them when i was 29 and um i had show ran 
simple life right before, but not really. Like we still had Jeff Jenkins in the field all the time. It wasn't like I was able to like navigate so many moves. Um, It was the first show that really became my baby. So like the way that the Kardashians hold a place in my heart um, is so different than as like, don't get me wrong. I have, I, I, I will say like Mariah Carey is the bomb. She is so nice. She is so fun. I think her diva persona is a joke and people don't realize it's a joke. She's so not a diva. Um, I was on a private jet with her once and I tripped and I was holding her um, glass of red wine and I, it spilled all over her white coat. I thought I was dead. She <laughs> laughed it off and she was totally cool. Like she is totally not what people would expect. And I truly, truly adored her. But the love I have for Kardashians is different. It's just different because I feel, and it's different because I feel like I met them when they hadn't made it yet. Yeah. So my relationship with them is so different. And just because they're famous now and they're gigantic, to me, they're still the same people. They still have the best hearts. Kris Jenner still, you know, when one of her friends wants to go into, needs to go into surgery, she still is like, no, I'm driving you. She's still the same person. And that like makes me love them so much. All right. Who is the funniest of the Kardashians? You'd expect me to say Chloe, but I have to say it's Kim. Really? Yes. <laughs> Kim is fucking funny. But sometimes we don't play. Like, yeah, she's funny. She's really funny. Interesting. Is, mm-hmm. Can you give me an example of, of like Kim being funny? Yeah. I mean, like when the... And it's not like, it's like dark funny. She just calls things the way it is, or it's honest funny. Yeah. Um, when that whole stuff happened with Chris Humphreys and everybody was attacking her. Yes. And she just did it for show, which I could swear to God she did not. She started this text chain telling everybody that she brought everyone up here and now she's taking everybody down. Sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> like, just like stuff like that. And it's, it's constant where like when she thinks something's bad, she's not scared to tell that person. Yeah. You know, yeah. or like if she doesn't like something her mom wore in an interview or she doesn't like something that Chloe wore in an interview, she'll, you know, in a group text be like, what the fuck were you thinking? What did they do? To <laughs> it's like, she's just honest, which makes yeah. her really funny. Of all the, private jets and the fashion shows and the, you know, parties and whatnot. Uh, What do you feel like was the wildest or craziest thing you did in the 20 seasons? When we went to Armenia, it was, it was the the Armenia trip that Kanye came on and Kanye got an urge that he wanted to put a concert on for the people of Armenia. He gave me about a two hour window to pull it off together and thank God the president of Armenia was on our side and, and the girl that worked directly with him, this woman named Susie, um, helped me pull it off in a two hour span. And yeah. that was exhilarating, crazy, wild, can't believe we pulled it off moment. 
All right. I have to ask then about Kanye. I mean, one of the most creative and sensational people in music, however, erratic as well. How did you deal with him in terms of being on the show? I just let him do it when he wanted. You know, if he wanted to be on the show that that episode, of course, you're welcome. If he was like, I don't want to be there. No problem. It was just literally I let him do whatever he wanted, whatever he chose Uh, when he wanted to propose to Kim. He's the one who actually like reached out and said how he wanted to do it and told me where our cameras were allowed to be. He pretty much directed that whole situation and we made it happen and we pulled it off and went with the flow when it came to him. You and I both know that none of this is easy. You don't pull off a show as as big as as keeping up with the Kardashians without some tough times as well. What do you think was the toughest obstacle you overcame or the you know the, the most difficult task that you had to you know to, to endure? I mean, I think the most difficult was the whole Caitlyn situation. Mm. Because you want to be friends to everyone and you want to be sensitive to everyone. And I think there was this quick relief and excitement towards Caitlin that she could finally be her authentic self. And a lot of people forgot that Chris is feeling bamboozled. She was married to someone for so long. Um, What she's dealing with is harder um, in certain ways. And I feel like I made some mistakes navigating that whole thing. Not on purpose. I love Chris so, so, so much. And um, and I was trying to do the right thing by everyone, but I definitely made some mistakes navigating that whole thing that that um, bothered her. And I, and I still to this day feel really bad about it. As a producer, I can't even imagine how difficult that was. I feel like that is another example of how, you know, from a cultural perspective, the show handled so many different issues, um, you know, just ha- had to deal with so many yeah. different issues, you know, and it's yeah. pretty, you know, incredible to think about. Yeah. The, the family is now headed to Hulu. Um, yeah. Where do you, where do you see their story kind of headed to a platform like Hulu? It's different than E, you know, a streamer, you know, allows them to do a little bit more than just a docu-series, I'm sure. Yep they have plans to do more. What, what do you see uh, in their future as you look into kind of the, the crystal ball for them? It's going to be bigger and better. It's got to be. It's got to yeah. be. And I think it's going to be a little bit more clever. You know, I think, I think it has to be more clever and it has to be a different type of entertainment. It can't be like your typical ABC stories. Thankfully, yeah. there's no act breaks and, um, you know, there was, there was times, like I always tell the story, like there was one day where it was Met Gala. It was like Met Gala, some other party. And then Kim had to go to Chicago to visit some guy in prison and then went and flew somewhere else to get a tattoo off some guy's face. Um, And I wanted the whole episode just to be a day in the life with Kim because those 
those 30 hours with Kim were so wild. I yeah. thought she did this, then she did that, then she went to the Met Gala, and then she did this. And it was like so fascinating that I think the world would be like, whoa. And there's incidents like that with Kylie, with all of them. And I think hopefully with Hulu, they'll be able to do more of that authentic flow. Yeah. And yeah. so, yes, keeping up with the Kardashians is amazing and they're authentic and you got to see so much and you got to learn so much and you got to be entertained by them. But I do think there is this um, opportunity to even get more authentic. Agreed. Support for our podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. If you're like me, the past year has been really stressful and I've even had some sleepless nights. That's why Just Live came out with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus, they're vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product they could trust and could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from, and instead of just choosing one, visit justlive.com and use code SUPPORT to buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free of the new gummies line with code SUPPORT at justlive.com. That's buy one, get one free at justlive.com. Use code support. Moving on, because you have a lot going on at Buna Murray, you've got the real world homecoming New York, I the challenge all-stars and road rules all coming to Paramount Plus. How excited are you for what's coming up here with Buna Murray? I am so, so, so excited. John Murray and Julie are so, so, so we're all so excited. I mean, we're all so excited to this day. Road rules was one of my favorite shows to work on. So I cannot wait for that show to come back. I, um, you know, road rules, um, gave me the opportunity to rappel down a 75 foot waterfall, gave me the opportunity to walk, uh, across tightrope, walk across two of the tallest buildings in Argentina. Like the thing I, I, bungeed out of a helicopter into a lava volcano towards a lava volcano not into it exactly but <laughs> I did get to do some really cool stuff on road rolls so I was like can I be the the current exec on that one and go out the first two weeks and like test <laughs> <missions>? <laughs> it was like I'm so excited for that show to come back what else are you excited about in terms of uh where the company is headed uh Julie Peasy a friend of the show um, yes. was just named president. Um, yep. What are you excited about in terms of some programming you have coming up? What can you tell us? Well, obviously we're very excited about all those things you listed with Paramount Plus. We have uh, a couple of Facebook shows that are coming up that we have just started shooting and, and that's fine. It's kind of a different formula of how you drop a show. So I'm kind of excited about that. Just been playing in a whole new genre. Um, I have a couple of other shows that I'm not allowed to talk about yet, as you are not allowed to talk about so much in this business. Yes. Um, so I'm sorry I can't give you it's more. Okay. It's all right. As someone who has worked on such a successful franchise, 
Um, I'm sure that people come to you, young producers or people who want to get in the industry, they come to you looking for advice. What do you tell people in terms of, you know, whether it's how to get into the industry or once you're in some advice, some words of wisdom in terms of uh, getting ahead? I would tell young producers to one, have patience, two, have big ideas, don't get stuck, be willing to explore. It's okay if you try 10 ideas and only two work, but I think the minute you don't try to evolve whatever show you're working on, the show gets boring. So like always have to try to outdo yourself no matter what. And, and don't panic. Like, don't feel so like, don't panic, always find solutions and be really comfortable to like pivot. Like, you know, if you had talked to your cast member because this breakup was happening and you were following it. And as you're following it, all of a sudden they don't want to film it anymore because of whatever reason, don't panic, just pivot. It's okay. There's always ways to like get around it and make it work so that everybody can win. And, you know, sometimes certain things don't want to be shared for good reason. And you have to be a good listener to your talent. I like that. Don't panic, just pivot. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that. Um, (laughs) I talk a lot about goals, right? Um, I mean, you literally have been now uh, executive producer on one of the biggest hits in reality television history. What goal do you have after this, you know, when you think about, okay, what's next for me, what do you, what is the goal, the next goal that you set for yourself? Um, producing the next biggest hit ever. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. It's a good yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I only ask that because I think, you know, we all as producers, we strive to create a hit for you having, you know, gone through that and, and, and been a part of that. I'm just curious is like, is there a part of you that kind of just sits back and, you know, wants to pay, you know, wants to take a little time and reflect, or are you, are you the person that wakes up at 6am hops out of bed and is like, all right, what's next? 5.30am. Okay. Even better. <laughs> Even better. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Because of the the status of the Kardashians, you guys were constantly dealing with controversies, whether it was deserved or not. How did you handle controversies that popped up, whether it was via social media or just anything that kind of came up? How how did you handle a controversy? I I think each time the scenario, you deal with it a little bit differently. Um, At the time, I would always say this too shall pass. And like, (laughs) don't, you know, because that's what would happen. It's like this too shall pass. Let's just stay strong. Let's just stay together. Stay true to yourself. And it's going to be fine. You'll, You'll get through this. And every time it happened, I think right now it's a little different. Um, I hate to be another person to talk about it, but like the fucking cancel culture is just like, it's harder. It's harder to pivot with everybody wanting to cancel everybody. You have to walk a very thin rope nowadays. Indeed. Indeed you do. (laughs) Uh, I would think that you're um, aware of the GameStop um, phenomenon. Yes. Okay. 
So as of right now, and I, I could, could have missed some, I believe there are three GameStop docs that yep. have been announced. Yep. So, you know, one of the things that I've talked about with friends is this kind of oversaturation of one topic or one person, you know, uh, there was like three docs on Aaron Hernandez. You know, now there's three projects on GameStop. It feels like that, you know, there was the two docs on Firefest. Do you ever feel like our industry eats itself to a certain extent? We oversaturate certain topics or certain genre, sub-genres? Or, or do you feel like, hey, as long as we're all making money, as long as we sell, then all, all is fair and love and war? I definitely think we oversaturate. I don't know if there's a choice not to. There's so many platforms that need content and media, and it just becomes a race to like, like I remember um, when the the whole fire festival thing came out, there was like a tally of like who watched on which one were, yeah, which one was better, <laughs> yeah, like everybody yeah. just became like a compare and compete, yeah. Um, all right, I, I always like to end. Um, with uh, what to watch, like what you're watching, um, some recommendations uh, for the audience. So obviously at Buna Murray, like you said, uh, you've got some stuff, some great stuff coming out on Paramount Plus. Maybe uh, just remind everybody what's coming up. Well, we have the original cast of The Real World coming out on on Paramount Plus uh, um, at the original Loft. And then as far as what I like to watch, when I turn off my brain, I'm not very good at watching reality shows unless it's the challenge. Okay. My son is obsessed with the challenge. So I definitely watch a <laughs> challenge. Right. Um, um, but I love, uh, love, I love this um, series called Love Life on HBO Max. Okay. I thought the way it was done was super clever. Um, I loved, 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 loved Never Have I Ever on Netflix. All right. Which is another scripted show. I, you'll see my pattern is like very YA. (laughs) I recently started watching Good Girls on Netflix and I really like it. Of course, I was obsessed with Handsmaid's Tale. Um, Loved Euphoria. Um, I really like Mandalorian. Watch it for my son, but I really do like it. Yeah those types of shows i'm more of like a scripted escapist than a reality team escapist even though i make reality shows but i get a lot of my like artsy inspirations from scripted shows over reality shows i feel like you need a good balance you know you gotta you gotta your brain needs a little bit of everything one more funny story came up to mind that i remember laughing my face off if you (laughs) want to hear okay Chris Jenner in the Dominican Republic when she had that allergic reaction. She texted me early in the morning and said, I can't film today. And I said, why? And she's like, I just can't film today. I'm like, why? She's like, I'm having an allergic reaction. I went to her room and the way it shows in the episode, how she lifts her hand and all her family goes, that was exactly my reaction. And I said, I love you but we are filming this and I'm having your family come. You're going to text your family and you're going to tell them that you you're having an allergic reaction and we're putting this on camera. And it ended up being one of the funniest moments. Anyways, I don't know what made me just think about that, but I don't know if you saw that episode, but I I did not, but I, 
I can visualize it right now, and that's that's amazing. But yeah. and it actually, actually, that goes to the authenticity point and the the kind of being gutsy and having that courage to show warts and all what yep. you know what what's going on in their lives, and that's what people fell in love with. Exactly, Pranas. Thank yes. you so much. I so appreciate your time, and this was great. I think everybody's going to really love hearing about the Kardashians, your insight um, into one of the uh, biggest reality shows in history. Of course, my pleasure. And that's going to do it for another episode of No Script, No Problem. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, download, and rate it with five stars. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can also find it at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Clubhouse at Steve Berkowitz and on Instagram at Steve M. Berkowitz. If you have a question, email me, no script, no problem podcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Bleed at Bleed.com. Thanks for listening. Till next time, I'm Steve Berkowitz for No Script, No Problem. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.